0: this is the dave smith show on the sports map radio network presented by rocket mortgage home loans that fit your life rocket can from the o'reilly auto parts studios here's dave smith Now let's get out to the Progressive guest line. Progressive, making it easy to bundle your home and your car insurance. Get your quote at Progressive.com. Today, Progressive is proud to honor our veterans by donating cars to move their lives forward, especially in times of need. Learn more about their Keys to Progress program and plans for 2021 at KeysToProgress.com. And here he is, the NBA guru, the great actor, the great public speaker. We love to have him on Sunday nights talking about the National Basketball Association.
1: It's the great Bill Horrenda. What's up, Bill? Dave, great to be with you. I had an incredible week at Hoopal West in Scottsdale and Phoenix, some of the best high school talent in the country, not to mention coaching, acumen, great environment out there. And don't think there was almost as much talent in the, in the gym as when you are in there alone. It was that good.
0: <laughs> well, I, I doubt that. I, I, I might be, I'm arguably the greatest player in California high school history.
1: I'm telling you, Dave, some of these guys are threatening your uh, acumen. I'll I'll say that. You know, look at prolific prep. Uh, Adem Bona headed to UCLA. Dior Johnson headed to Oregon. MJ Rice headed to Kansas. Uh, It it was just an amazing proliferation of talent. Of course, Sierra Sierra Canyon was there with Brownie James, Amari Bailey, et al. And, Dave, one game that I worked uh, maybe punctuated the whole week. A four-overtime thriller in which Damatha, and we know all about the story yep. program there, defeated St. Edward of Ohio 80-79. to 79. Tyrell Ward and Rodney Rice headed to Xavier and Virginia Tech, respectively, combined for 54, 54 points. In a one-point, I didn't mispeak, a four-overtime victory <laughs> over Michael Bova, who scored 28. He's headed to Bellarmine. He's a point guard that puts you in mind of P.J. McConnell, And really moves without the ball very well. Kind of Steve Nash-like. But uh, it was incredible. So terrifically organized. And again, Arizona compass prep. Uh, with Dylan Andrews headed to UCLA. There's just so many players. It was absolutely fantastic.
0: Boy, it's a whole different world than when you and I went to high school, Bill, with all the prep schools now. And uh, there's hardly any great players anymore who go to public school. They're shipped all over the country, and they're going to prep schools. The days of neighborhood against neighborhood uh, and public schools are long gone in high school basketball.
1: It's a different world, Dave, and yep. working uh, for Flow Hoops uh, on the broadcast, so fortunate to do that. And ESPN had some of the games as well. Uh, you know, and it's just certainly a different era. And you look at uh, the coaching from Kevin Boyle at Montford, who was there as well, uh, Pete Strickland at the A4 mentioned, the Matha Marshall Cho, uh, who coaches, uh, of course, up at Lake Oswego, uh, where Kevin Love is an alum. Uh, it, you know, it just gives you a flavor for how skilled these players are. And, and what you hear from NBA people frequently is that the players are very skilled, but they're still learning uh, to play the game, right? And they're still, you know, improving their IQ, decision-making. And I walked away after uh, spending time preparing for the Flow Sports broadcast with the coaches and then also seeing this live and up close. Uh, really uh, rejuvenated with my optimism for the game because you know, the players have great skills, but they're also under great tutelage of these coaches and they are improving their overall, uh, you know, basketball awareness and feel for the game. And uh, uh just a great uh, overall vibe, a great organization by the hall of fame putting on this tournament. And uh, uh our game is safe. Dave looking into the future, uh, that's, that's for sure.
0: The great Bill Horrenda joining Dave Smith here at SportsMap Radio and SportsMapRadio.com. All right, now let's turn to the NBA. All kind of rumors this week. We could have some movement on, on the Ben Simmons front, maybe getting three teams involved, and the Portland Trailblazers talking and some other teams. Uh, looks, like, um, lo- looks like finally he might get moved here in the next week or two. Uh, uh, maybe a little bit better offers now than second-round picks and bench players, but the Trailblazers have put their foot down and said, absolutely no Damon Stoudemeyer, Forget about that when that's what Philadelphia wanted.
1: Yeah, so you know what, Dave? We'll see how it plays out. Uh, You know, obviously, uh, it would be terrific to see Simmons back on the floor. uh, Simmons back on the floor. Uh, And, you know, listen, you got to think at some point, Daryl Morey's got to make a decision here uh, and accept what he can uh, for Simmons given the circumstances. So from that standpoint, uh, you know, listen, someone is going to get better defensively. They're going to have to give up some stuff. Uh, as well. So from that standpoint, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, of course, to see some, some movement here, particularly now as we move into a phase where uh, some some players who could not be moved previously can be moved.
0: That happens Wednesday, right, Bill, where instead of 65% of the players, 85 will be eligible to be traded come Wednesday.
1: So yeah, so that, that changes the dynamic in, in a major way because you have more pieces here uh, that can be moved. And also, uh, now we're right at a standpoint, Dave, too, that we're not yet into the dog days of January and February, where, of course, UB Brown says some of the teams that are hungry can make up some ground. And it's before the teams that are, you know, your top tier teams really refocus and start to uh, visualize where they can finish seeding-wise. So, of course, we're at that scenario where people will start to get a little antsy and they have a good feel for their rosters. And, again, can they get it done uh, as far as, you know, one of the four ways in the NBA to improve, uh, namely trades, that goes along with the draft, skill development, and free agency.
0: Well, the Lakers are 14-13 and 13 right now, Bill. Defensive problems all year, sitting at number six in the West, certainly not looking like a championship contender, at least not yet, the way they're playing defensively. And, you know, we talk about this a lot, Bill. I know it kind of goes against Frank Vogel's philosophy, but I think with the age of this team and the old legs, I'd like to see them play playing some zone here. I think that's a way to maybe give these guys a rest on the defensive end and keep them fresh with the postseason. They don't do it much because Vogel's a man-to-man guy, but I'd like to see a lot more of it.
1: Yeah, I I agree, Dave. I agree. And we we, we are seeing it more and more, as you know, throughout the league. It seems like uh, every time we see that, I I tweet out at you because you've been advocating it for so long. Now, the good news for Laker fans is that uh, they are sixth in defensive rating over the last two weeks, according to Cleaning the Glass. So uh, hopefully that will be a harbinger of things to come in that their defensive uh, intensity uh, will increase. And that, of course, has been one of their calling cards uh, up until this season. Uh, So, again, uh, with Vogel, uh, yes, I concur, Dave. I I think going zone, just to give the opposition a different look and to deploy your talent uh, in a different way. And remember, all zone is is just guarding the man in your area. Uh, But I I think it can be effective for the Lakers, particularly – if you can successfully rebound out of it, and as we know, again, at the risk of redundancy, quoting the great Hubie Brown, the cardinal rule of NBA playoff basketball, can you control your defensive glass? So, again, if you're sixth in defensive rating over the past two weeks, according to cleaning the glass, hopefully the Lakers can sustain that.
0: Well, LeBron's, I think, turning 37 at the end of the month, but uh, as good as ever the last seven games, 30 points, 8 assists, 7 rebounds, and playing great basketball.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's starting to feel it. And, of course, you know what doesn't get talked about enough, Dave, I don't think, is, you know, just kind of the uh, injury scenario. And, you know, he was dealing with that abdominal injury, and that's got to have some effect on your game. Particularly, we talked about it defensively a couple weeks ago. You know, staying in front of your man with an abdominal injury has got to be tough. But uh, I think that's probably a reflection on a variety of things. Uh, And some things that we don't talk about enough is just, you know, Coming out and bouncing back from some different uh, so, from some different injuries, uh, so certainly, yeah, he, he's been uh, in his own late for the Lakers.
0: You know my high school coach did once to me, Bill Horrenda. I'm still hurt by it. He he wrote my name up on the board and he wrote S M I T on the board before the game, and I said, "Hey, you forgot the H." And he said, "No, nope, the way you play defense, it's a four letter word." I've
1: I've never forgotten. It, <laughs> I, I love it, Dave. That stuck with you. That's left an impression.
0: <laughs> hey, boy. Uh, speaking of uh, an impression, the Knicks looked like they were on the right track last year. They played very good basketball, got to the playoffs, a, a team on the rise, and now they're twelve and fifteen and heading in the opposite direction. I know uh, Tibbs has been very frustrated and spoken out about it lately.
1: So, Dave, they started five and one, and now they've gone seven and fourteen since then, and they're five and nine at the world's most famous arena after today's loss uh, to the defending champion, Bucks, So, uh, to quote Gordy Chiesa, the great longtime assistant to the late Jerry Sloan, I think with the Knicks, it's not one thing, but it's everything. And it's tough to come back off of that honeymoon season that they had last year. You know, they shot the three ball so well early, that was kind of fool's gold. And they've really struggled offensively. And yet you have another game uh, where you fail to score 100 points. So I I think it's a reflection of their roster to a degree where they've acquired players. Now, we know Kemba Walker is out of the rotation. One of the question marks with him, of course, was his durability. And then Evan Fournier, R.J. Barrett have really been kind of inconsistent. Also, from an injury perspective, you know, Robinson, Noel, and Gibson up front have been injured. Now, Grimes was great today. Tibbs is starting to get him. Uh, more minutes as he, in his first start in the NBA, made seven threes, went for 27 points in that loss. But I I think for New York here, it's a question of uh, reinforcing the balance that's necessary in today's NBA. And I talk as much as anybody about defense and how important it is to win and to win big in the league. But Certainly, it's an era where you have to be able to score, and I think that's something that, of course, uh, Tibbs and his staff uh, is going to have to focus on and try to find the right combinations of players to really get this thing going offensively. But it's been a tough go, uh, and certainly sometimes it's tough to continue and rekindle that honeymoon phase that they had last season.
0: You look at Zion Williamson. Uh, he was cleared to practice, and uh, they said that he might play in a week or two. Then he had a setback about a week ago. Then he uh, tried it again a couple of days ago and had another setback. Uh, now they're 8-20. and They played 28 games. I'm beginning to wonder if he's going to play at all this year and it would, if it would even be worth it at this point.
1: Interesting scenario, Dave. I, 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 it's unfortunate because the league is worse without him on the floor yes. because if, if you have a league pass, Regardless of the Pelicans' record, it's almost like you have to stop and, and watch him uh, when he's on the floor. So I certainly hope uh, that he gets healthy. Uh, I, I think that they will play him if and when he becomes uh, 100%. Of course, you don't want to risk anything and you want to uh, preserve his career. But I would think that if he becomes healthy, you want to play him just to see where he's at to get him you know, more NBA experience uh, before you kind of reload for for next season so we can only hope that Zion uh, does get healthy and it's just unfortunate to not have him on the floor.
0: You know post LeBron here uh, Cleveland's front office has done a really good job uh, putting uh, the new team together they're 16 and 12 now Bill and they're sitting there about right in the middle of the pack in the playoff picture in the east the trade for Jared Allen the drafting of uh, Garland and Sexton who's injured now and not playing uh um, the drafting of Evan Mobley, uh, the, they're hitting on the drafts. They brought in the right free agents, the right trades. They've done an outstanding job rebuilding.
1: I just love Cleveland, Dave. And, and you know, last year they had a, a good start as well. But I, I'm a believer. I really am. I mean, just, just as you said, you know, there's credit to go around for this organization. You know, Mobley and, and Allen can play on the floor at the same time uh, very effectively. Also, you know, they're doing this without an injured uh Colin Sexton. Yep. Rubio's been good. Love has been good. Uh so yeah, they're they're a fun young team, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers and uh this has been uh to me one of the great I, I guess I'll say still surprise stories in the NBA, but I think, just think it's a testament to how tough it is uh in the East. And we you know, we just talked about the Knicks and in the same breath then we're going to Cleveland because we know this game keeps you humble. And I'm remiss not to mention Markkinen, who's averaging 14 points, five rebounds, a Koros solid two-way player as well. So, yeah, I, I really like the mix in, uh, in Cleveland. They're, they're a fun squad.
0: Well, Golden State, off to a – there he is, the genius, Bill Horrenda. We love talking to him every Sunday night at the National Basketball Association. Bill, great stuff, and we'll talk to you again next week. My pleasure, Dave, Anytime. There he goes, the great Bill Horrenda, right here at Swartz Rap with at